whether we choose to believe it or not. We know that humans were evolved from chimpanzees and apes. And we still share about 99% of their genomic DNA. So, how did we evolve from apes and change so many characteristics? While the answer to this is very broad and not completely understood yet, scientists believe that the secret ingredient is hidden in 5% of the human genome. Or should I say retroviral genome which got integrated into our genome over time. Such retroviruses are called endogenous retroviruses. However, not all retroviruses can cause evolution. Most retroviruses infect and integrate into somatic cells which are non-dividing, but rarely very rarely, retroviruses can also infect and integrate into germline cells which can develop into a whole new organism. Now that retroviral gene will remain integrated with the organism's genome for generations to come, sometimes for millions of years. Now that sounds more scary than helpful, right? Don't worry, most endogenous retroviruses mutated during integration with host DNA which inactivated the protein production and hence they cannot convert into viruses ever again. Instead, retro endogenous retroviral genomes contain the regulator sequences that can influence the expression of human genes near it, which otherwise would have never been expressed. In human terms, endogenous retroviral element will be that extrovert friend which adopted an introvert and turned her into an extrovert. And thus, she now knows how to express her feelings. One example is the gene that produces the enzyme amylase. This gene is expressed using an endogenous retroviral promoter and thus we gain the capability of breaking complex carbohydrates in our food into simple sugars. Another endogenous retroviral promoter transcribes bile acid coenzyme A, amino acid N-acyltransferase. <sighs> I know the name is a lot, but basically this enzyme plays a role in bile metabolism. Other than the digestive system, endogenous retroviral promoters pretty much rule everything different in humans including the nervous system, immune system, reproductive system. Wait, did you know endogenous retroviruses helped in placental development during pregnancies? Now, how cool is that? They assist in hundreds of everyday functions and maybe thousands of them are yet unknown. That being said, endogenous retroviral research is now a hot topic not only in humans but also in other vertebrates. I am Tanu from Antibodies and I will be discussing an article in this field titled Endogenous Retroviruses Promote Homeostasis and Inflammatory Responses to the Microbiota. This recent article published in Cell Journal authored by Lima Jr. 
Krishnamurthy and colleagues highlights those endogenous retroviruses are also involved in providing skin immunity in presence of the skin microbiome. This way, they control homeostasis in our skin cells, assisting in tissue repair and antimicrobial defense, and can lead to inflammation of skin cells when the skin microbiome is disrupted. Heaping evidence point to the fact that commensal bacteria can initiate an immune response and recruit lymphocytes for routine tissue repair. But how the microbiota can regulate immunity in the absence of inflammation is still a topic of research. The researchers of this article hypothesize that such coordination between microbiome and the immune system must be a result of an evolutionary alliance consisting of conserved mechanisms. An article last year showed that the gut microbiome induces type 1 interferon production through different viral sensors, hinting at the fact that endogenous retroviruses may be involved in the process of commensal bacteria-induced host immunity. Similarly, the researchers colonized my skin keratinocytes with Staphylococcus epidermidis and demonstrated that genes associated with type 1 interferon and antiviral responses like interferon-stimulated genes had upregulated expression as compared to uncolonized mice. Various subsets of T-cells were also activated by colonized keratinocytes. Gene expression study of S. epidermidis colonized keratinocytes also detected increased expression of retroviral gene elements from three different families of endogenous retroviruses. The next step was to see which family of endogenous retroviruses could produce functional copies of their gene elements which would assist in the production of double-stranded RNA and complementary DNA. The murine leukemia virus family of retroviruses were found to have non-truncated elements in frame with a functional gag gene. So the rest of the study, they focused on the murine leukemia viruses, uh, family of retroviruses only. Gene knockout studies showed that the skin endogenous retrovirus gene activation was stimulated by tachoic acid and lipoproteins in the S. epidermidis wall. Now the question arises, does cDNA of retroelements control the T-cell responses shown by S. epidermidis colonization? The answer is... Yes, of course, otherwise the article would not have been published in Cell Journal, right? And the groundbreaking experiments showing this antiretroviral, uh, showing this used antiretroviral treatments on mice. These drugs inhibit the reverse transcription of RNA to cDNA and hence stop retroviral replication. The antiretroviral treatment significantly reduced the T-cells induction by S. epidermidis while not affecting the T-cells in the spleen or colonization of S. epidermidis. 
in addition to that single cell rna sequencing of the interfollicular epidermal basal layer showed that antiretroviral treatment of colonized mice also reduced the expression of genes associated with wound healing antigen presentation and antimicrobial and antiviral defense Thus, the researchers proved that cDNA synthesis of endogenous retroviral elements had a huge impact in maintaining microbiome-induced homeostatic immunity of the skin. After synthesizing cDNA, retroviruses can activate the C-gasting signaling pathway. And as expected, after S-epidermis epidermidis colonization, C-gas or sting knockout mice had a reduced number of T-cells as compared to wild-type mice, proving the vital role of this pathway proteins in skin homeostasis by microbiota. Moreover, the T-cells that were recruited by this knockout mice were deficient in cytokine production. The released cytokines are nuclear factor kappa B or NF kappa B dependent, a pathway which is actively involved in inflammation. Previous literature states that high fat diets can promote microbiota dependent inflammation through the NF kappa B pathway. When uncolonized mice were fed with a high fat diet, there was no gain in weight, inflammation, or recruitment of T cells. However, S. epidermidis colonization of the skin to mice fed with high-fat diet promoted skin thickening along with an increase in the number of T-cells and cytokine production. Additionally, the researchers also observed high expression of multiple families of endogenous retroviruses with functional reverse transcriptors in these mice which were fed with the high-fat diet and also colonized with S. epidermidis. These findings were strongly bolstered when a similar trend of heightened retro element expression was observed in psoriatic lesions from patients having psoriasis compared to their normal skin. The observed inflammation was reduced in high-fat diet-fed mice when they were treated with antiretroviral prior to S. epidermidis colonization and thereafter. To summarize the study and this episode, the researchers showed that lipoproteins and tachoic acid, which are derived from the cell wall of S. epidermidis, can induce cDNA synthesis of endogenous retroelements, which induces a high amount of epidermal T cell and cytokine re release potential by those T cells. This mechanism is pivotal for microbiome-based skin homeostasis. However, change in diet led to a metabolic alteration in skin microbiota, inducing high expression of endogenous retroviruses, thus high cDNA synthesis and sensing by C-gasting pathway, followed by activation of NF-kappa-B pathway-dependent cytokine release and inflammation. 
This study strongly hinted that the amount of endogenous retroviral uh, expression in the skin can determine the control determine and control the ability of the host to respond to microbiome dependent host homeostasis or inflammation. This study also shows that antiretroviral elements can be used as a potential therapy for uh, some diseases like psoriasis, which needs to be researched more upon, of course. I hope now you can appreciate the importance of retroviral elements in our genome and will be so much more interested to explore about this topic. With that, this is Tanu signing off. <music>